0: Hello. Hello. Hello, Winnie. Hello,
1: Bill. Want to make a podcast? Sure. Um, This is our second um, ever episode of our podcast called Winnie and Bill Chat. Um, The way that we do this is that I post 10 photos on Instagram on one post. Bill hasn't seen them yet, and he will open them up and look at them, and Bill will describe in detail what the picture looks like, and then we'll talk about the backstory or what went into that picture or what inspired that photo or whatever comes up. Um, This podcast is being brought to you by Anchor Podcast Platform, which is a free podcasting platform. I am ever so grateful that it is free, or we probably wouldn't be doing this. Um, it's pretty easy to use. If we can do it, anybody can do it. We're learning how. So um, I'm glad that you've joined us for episode two. So Bill, what's the first picture?
0: So the first picture I'm looking at is actually a picture of of you and I Um standing in front of what we call here at the camp, the chapel. Um, This is one of our uh, Christmas cards that uh, we did the first year that we are here at the camp. Um, You and I over the years have made uh, an effort to make a kind of a crazy Christmas card uh, every year. And uh, when the kids were young, we used to, the four of us would do some kind of um, crazy um, reenactment of something or just some crazy wacky picture that we came up with was funny. Um, this is actually a picture of uh, you and I reenacting the uh, famous picture, American <laughs> Gothic. And uh, this was a Thanksgiving day that we didn't have anything going on. The kids were off doing their own thing. And uh, so we just uh, had an opportunity to to do our Christmas card, and this was one of your ideas. I always seem to not come up with anything. That, that's why you're the creative one.
1: So Bill has mentioned this is the chapel at the camp that we live at. Bill and I are resident managers at a church-owned campground. Uh, the campground is open year-round, but it's busiest in the summer for summer youth camps and summer family camps, and um, the in the last few years, we've had Um, artists have discovered us and we have some art camps here and whatnot Um, but we're lucky we get to live here which is a campground located in um, Boyne City Michigan right on Lake Charlevoix so um, when nobody's here we get to stomp around and and enjoy enjoy the campgrounds and do things like this dress up crazy and reenact uh, famous paintings this one is American Gothic, which is what we were trying to recreate. And it was just, I was actually inspired just because this little chapel, this little white chapel on the grounds has those uh, windows with the pointy tops that just made me think of the uh, painting American Gothic by Grant Woods every time I look at it. So um, we scrounged around and came up with some outfits that as closely as we could replicated the the people in the painting. So I found this old apron from the dining hall on the campgrounds um it makes me think of your grandma grandma johnston i feel like maybe this is something she wore maybe your aunt doris back in the day
0: might have been one of my grandma's actually
1: um so i'm wearing an apron over top of a dark sweater and a white collared shirt bill's wearing carhartt overalls underneath the carharts he's wearing a white chef coat that looks a little bit like a looks a little bit like an old preacher he's wearing a white uh, black suit coat rather over top of of that and he's holding on to of course the iconic pitchfork Um, in the picture you can see that i have a traditional cameo brooch on and bill is wearing some round spectacles those were actually added after the picture was taken through the magic of photoshop they were they're iconic to the picture but we didn't have a brooch or the round spectacles in our in our wardrobe, so um, they were added after the fact. This is actually my favorite picture of Bill and I together in the original painting of American Gothic. The uh, people look pretty pretty grim, pretty dour, um, and we tried to take some pictures where we held our faces to be pretty serious, um, but then we took. You know, then we took some where we were smiling, and this turned out to be my favorite. And also, this is why I've chosen to use this picture as the cover art for our podcast. Um, Some trivia about the painting, American Gothic. The artist, Grant Woods, is an American artist, and he's actually from Iowa. And this particular painting made him famous. Um, The painting was inspired actually by the house that had the iconic... Uh, gothic style windows Um, and it's a real house and the house still stands in eldon iowa has become a tourist attraction the uh the people that he painted it's interesting to note that the people in the painting the gentleman was his dentist and uh, he was a good customer and friend of his dentist because evidently um Grant Woods loved sugar, and he loved sugar so much that he is said to have put it sprinkled sugar on lettuce. I love sugar, but I don't think I'd put sugar on lettuce.
0: I don't know. You don't like lettuce, so maybe you would. I think maybe I'd skip the
1: lettuce, just have the sugar.
0: (laughs) Great sugar. Yeah, that's the way to go.
1: And the woman in the original painting was Grant Woods' sister, he wanted his mother to pose for the picture, but she was elderly and he was concerned she couldn't tolerate sitting still for the for the portrait sitting. So he asked his sister and then his sister wore his mother's apron and cameo brooch. Thanks. You want to go to the next picture? Yeah,
0: let's move on. So this next picture is actually our daughter, Lauren, when she was probably two, maybe three years old um she's out in our backyard and looks like we had built her a snowman that she helped with that is actually bigger than she was she's got her little goldilocks curls and when she was a little girl she uh had these toehead blonde and real curly ringlet hair um her hair's still curly but you would never know it because she straightens her hair all the time but um this was uh our backyard looks like we had had a pretty good snow and um, she loved to get outside and, and we were um, looks like we had our old um, basset hound back there at that time that we had. uh, I think my dad had actually gifted it to Lauren, even though we really didn't want a pet, but you know how that goes. Sometimes grandma and grandpa just give you things that you don't want and you're stuck with them.
1: So in this picture, Lauren is actually painting the snowman. Um, I'm not sure where I got this great idea, but I think it was marvelous. Um, give give the kid a bunch of poster paints and a big paintbrush and let her paint the snowman. And there's no mess or fuss in your house. And she can splatter and spill it anywhere she wanted to. But it certainly made for a colorful picture. The snowman has a carrot nose. And he's wearing an Oakland A's baseball batters hat is that right bill yep why why did we have an oakland A's batters helmet
0: some people just have things laying around their house that we don't even know where they came from i
1: don't understand why we had that
0: yeah i don't know
1: worked out well for the snowman i guess yep so we used this picture i think this might have been the very first uh, photo Christmas card that we ever did this started um, this started a whole tradition of doing a photo for our Christmas cards and I like this one because of it was so colorful and Lauren was so darn cute next picture
0: this picture was when the kids were probably looks like maybe Andy was seven maybe probably six or seven and Lauren must have been around 10 or 11 but we are all wearing our um, fake glasses with the big eyebrows and the fake nose and the little Hitler mustache. And uh, we all were um, trying to be serious in our posing pictures, but uh, this was a fun one. The kids always seemed to complain about having to do the Christmas card. They were so hard done by but when it was all said and done they they enjoyed it as much as we did
1: the kids really did moan and groan and complain about doing a christmas picture every year um and you can tell in this picture especially andy it it just makes me smile to look at his little face in this picture even though it's hidden behind the the glasses and the nose um but he does not look very happy to be
0: there We, Um, we, we probably drug him away from his game boy or something
1: I imagine this picture was taken when we still had a film camera. And so with the film camera, we would set up on a tripod and then we had a long cable that was a shutter release. And at the end of the cable, there was a big um, rubber ball and you had to squeeze the rubber ball that would push air through the cable and release the shutter on the camera. And that is one part of it that the kids liked. They always wanted to be the one that got to squeeze the rubber ball and release the shutter for the picture. But when you did when you did pictures this way, you couldn't see if the picture turned out or not. Not like on the digital cameras of today where you can look on the back of the camera and say, oh, that shot's perfect. We're done or we need to do another one. So we usually shot like a whole roll of film, which would be probably 24 pictures um, to get one picture for a Christmas card.
0: Right, we'd always sort through them and see. Hopefully one would turn out, but usually we had to whittle them down to one that we all agreed on. That was one thing we always agreed on, whatever the picture was going to be.
1: Yeah, and you know, the kids, for all their complaining and moaning about having to do it, when we got the pictures developed and brought them home, they were all pretty excited to, to see the pictures and help pick out which one they thought was the best one. Right. You're probably wondering, Bill, why I've chosen... Um, that today's pictures would all be pictures of us and our family. But I'm just, I am was just thinking that this being our second podcast episode, this might be a nice way for people to learn just a little bit more about you and I and about our family and, and uh, what we like to do and what we think is important. So the next picture is?
0: The next picture is actually um, a picture of uh, all of us, uh... You and I and our kids um, doing another Christmas um, um, Christmas picture for Christmas cards. It's, uh, this was one year that we all wore wool hats that you knit. You were on a knit, knit uh, frenzy for a while. Um, and all the pictures, um, the hats uh, were all your own designs. Actually, Andy and I are both wearing um, designs of dog sleds with the dog silhouettes with the little gang line hooking them all together wrapped around all of our heads. Um, For you folks that don't know, we actually owned a dog sled team at one time and uh, enjoyed that. As the kids growing up, we all kind of got to To learn about dog mushing and Andy actually got us hooked on dog mushing back when he was in elementary school and was uh, studying the Iditarod dog sled race on uh, one of his class assignments and uh, doing a little research discovered that Winnie actually had an uncle who had run the Iditarod a couple of times when we had met him and so we kind of got hooked into that crazy sport and did that for about 10 years before when Lauren actually went to college, it was like, okay, time to spend our money on something else more important. But this, uh, this picture was um, really just shows off the really nice, uh, different designs that you did with wool hats.
1: Yeah. I was on a real, uh, I was real knitting crazy for a while there. Um, But this was a great time in, in our life as a family to have, a small team of sled dogs. I was trying to remember as I was looking at these pictures that we had six dogs. I think was the total that we had. Is that right, Bill?
0: We started we... four and ended up with eight.
1: So there was Belly, Tabitha, Rose, Sugar, Bear, Bullet. Who were the other two? Knothead. Knothead.
0: And I can't remember where the leather one was. Oh,
1: that's awful that we can't remember.
0: I know. Well, I've had I've ran probably a hundred different dogs in the years that I was racing. So um yeah. Sugar and, Rose and Bear were the first four we had.
1: And every dog had their own personality and um the kids the kids loved it. We would go to dog sled races sometimes just to help out. Sometimes Bill was racing. Um, but every day the kids had to help out with scooping poop and feeding dogs and giving the dogs the attention they deserved. And it was a really great family activity for a number of years.
0: Yeah, it really was.
1: On to the next picture.
0: So this next picture is actually a, a, a picture of Winnie and I, down by the lake um, at what we call the Big Cabin. Um, the Big Cabin is uh, kind of an iconic little spot here at Park of the Pines. The uh, cabin was built, I believe, in the late 40s um, by an Anderson family who actually owned this little slice of the property that the church bought a little time after they didn't originally own all of the property that we have now but this is actually a picture of you and i um in front of the cabin i think it was around thanksgiving again um you're wearing a red coat that always looks good on you and you and i are both wearing our stormy cromer hats which we both love to wear in the winter time
1: You know, the Stormy Cromer hats are probably why I chose to include this picture. I just love a good Stormy Cromer hat. Um, Stormy Cromer hats uh, originated by a gentleman who had been a semi-pro baseball player and then went on and worked for the railroad and couldn't keep a hat on his head, kept blowing off, so he asked his wife if she would help him – create a hat that would stay on his head when he was working so she took a a regular baseball hat and added ear flaps to it and thus the stormy cromer hat was um born storm the name stormy cromer comes from the gentleman's name his name was george cromer but when he was a ball player they called him stormy so george stormy cromer Um, the hats were made in um, milwaukee wisconsin and uh, over the years The company grew, and the company traded hands, and then the company started to fade away. And a gentleman from Michigan bought the rights to Stormy Cromer and started a manufacturing uh, plant in Ironwood, Michigan. So all Stormy Cromer hats now are made in Michigan, and they've had a revival. They've become popular, and you see them all over the country. Um, In doing a little bit of fact-checking on my Stormy Cromer knowledge, I discovered that um, President Barack Obama was presented with a stormy Cromer hat when he was in Marquette, Michigan to give a speech about wireless communications technology. And that was significant to me because at that time, our daughter was a student at Northern Michigan University and she was um, in a public relations um, group. And she was uh, part of a team that helped in the preparation for the president's visit to the campus and helped that, uh, helped that event come off. And so she got a behind the scenes uh, view of what it's like to be a part of uh, an event with, a, with the president of the United States. And she got to meet President Barack Obama. I also looked, I was hoping that somewhere on the internet there would be a picture of President Obama with the Stormy Cromer hat on, but there is none come so, on Barack. yeah brock if you're listening get your stormy cromer hat out and take a selfie and send it to us we'd like to see
0: it and we'll post that picture <laughs> all right the next picture oh this one um is actually a picture of you and i sitting on a big old block of blue ice up at Mackinac city right the shoreline. uh this was um Actually, in the spring, um, every once in a blue moon—no pun intended—there's a um, a phenomenon that happens around here. Um, the Straits of Mackinac is actually the point where Lake Huron and Lake Michigan come together, and it's the it's a little um strip of water that separates the lower lower peninsula of Michigan and the upper peninsula of Michigan and um, we had heard through the grapevine that there was big piles of blue ice up in Mackinac City that we should go and take some pictures of so Winnie and I um got up there and um we'd actually taken some pictures about three years earlier of the same kind of thing Uh, But this was the second time uh, it had happened in about the 10-year span. And uh, we um, got up there, and there were some huge piles of ice that were um, piled up right from the shoreline out quite a little ways. And uh, our friend Steve had actually um, taken this picture of us, um, and he and I had ventured out onto the ice pile a little bit. Um, not too far. We both got out there and, and uh, you know, the, when the ice is piling up, it's not stable. It, it moves around a little bit. And him and I were out there and thought, this is crazy. We should get out of here. <laughs> but it was literally way over our heads and um, just unbelievably brilliant blue ice. And uh, ice turns blue like this when it freezes fast and cold and doesn't really snow on top of the ice for quite a while so there's nothing to fall into the ice to discolor it or anything so um, that's where the big blue comes from
1: it doesn't this doesn't happen every year either it it's a a phenomenon that only happens under certain conditions and um, and then when the ice breaks up it has to You know, break up in a certain way too for it to pile up this way instead of just melting in place and sort of dissolving into the water. So when it does happen, it's pretty exciting to see. If you look at this picture, if you didn't know that we were in Northern Michigan, you might think we were in Antarctica or something because all you can see is ice for as far as the eye can see on the water. and, And we're sitting on chunks of ice that, gosh, it's gotta be two or two and a half foot thick chunk of ice that we're sitting on. It's pretty yeah, it was pretty. Very... was way. Over deep. Okay, the next picture.
0: So this next picture is um, Winnie and I down at the beach, right on the shoreline of Lake Charlevoix. Um, again, I think it was probably in November. Uh, this was probably. It might have been the same year that. Uh, um, the first year that we are here as well because Winnie and I are standing between a rock structure that um, is called an Inukshuk. We nicknamed him Rocky and Rocky kind of had kind of became a little iconic figure uh, uh, while we were here. Um,
1: So when we first moved to Park of the Pines um, we were inspired to build an inukshuk because there's number one there is all of these big boulders on the along the shoreline at the campgrounds um I grew up in northern Ontario, and when you travel in northern Ontario along the sides of the highway, often you 'll see these little rock structures um, that are called inukshuk um There are other names for them, but they're little rock caroms that people build and they're um they were used by first nation people as landmarks and uh directional signs if you will um showing you the way to go to find uh food cash or lodging or um your way on your journey so we just thought that the symbolism of that was nice for um a church camp that um likes you know or the mission of the church camp is to help people find their way so uh we built this with our own hands and a kubota tractor because they're pretty big heavy boulders. Um, the, the thing that I noticed about this picture and why I probably wanted it to include it for Bill and I to talk about is if you look at it, if you're able to look at it on our Instagram account, quiet shutter photo, the Anukshuk is built probably about 15 feet off the shoreline and this might have been the year 2015 or 2016 and last summer the lake lov- water levels had rose so high that Rocky was actually in the water. And over the summer with all of the beating of waves and whatnot, it eroded his foundation and he went face first into the lake. So this past fall we had to retrieve all of our our boulders out of the water and we recreated Rocky, Rocky II. Um, We put him 10 feet further back on the shoreline but this spring we noticed he's already, he's almost only five feet from the water. So we'll see. if he ends up back in the water or not,
0: yeah, well, we may have to make rocky point two or three point oh before next spring. This water never seems to stop rising.
1: next picture,
0: so this next picture is actually uh another crazy idea we had uh we recreated another uh famous Christmas um this is a scene out of Christmas um, movie, A Christmas Story. Christmas Story, and as if you if you remember the story, at one point in the movie, the young boy who seemed to be quite gullible was uh, dared to stick his tongue on the flagpole, and uh, so I was dared to stick my tongue on the flagpole, and so I did it and survived, although I did almost get my tongue stuck to it
1: i'm not sure if in the movie it was a fl was it a flagpole or was it a street sign but in any case they were daring them to put their tongue on the metal and anybody who lives in the north knows that if you put your tongue on something metal in the winter when it's freezing your tongue will freeze to the metal which i think bill's tongue did essentially freeze to the flagpole that we were standing at in this picture um I did a little uh, fact checking on the movie and it says that in the movie, when they did this scene, they used a hidden suction tube to safely create the illusion that the boy's tongue had frozen to the metal. What? Yeah, we didn't do that. We did the real thing.
0: (laughs) What a bunch of
1: wimps. (laughs) Um, If you, if you, if you're looking at our picture on Instagram, and then if you want to, you can look up the the scene from the movie, A Christmas Story, and you'll see that we I think we nailed it on this one. I think we recreated the scene pretty well of the boy sticking his tongue on the on the yeah, metal.
0: That was a fun one.
1: We had fun. Next picture.
0: Ah. The next one was uh the year was twenty sixteen. The year uh Donald Trump was elected the president of the United States and it was shortly after his election when we did this picture, we were recreating another um, Christmas story of Scrooge. And uh, I was uh, playing the part of Scrooge slash Donald Trump, Um, have my little um, tuxedo shirt on with a big bow tie and a tall um, top hat and we made a little sign up that says make america great in the top hat and i had the the little donald trump snarl as uh Winnie was wrapped around me um portraying tiny tim with her crutches and her little dirty face and uh begging for mercy
1: i don't remember on this one if we were going to do a recreation of a christmas carol with with tiny Tim and Scrooge and if the Donald Trump aspect of it struck us at the last minute or or not but it was taken in November in preparation for Christmas and Donald Trump had been elected president in November and to the surprise of many people I think even the people who voted for Donald Trump may have been a little surprised that um that uh reality tv star would be our next president of the united states and what a character he is and bill has that donald trump poke down nailed it on this one
0: <laughs> yeah we did uh we did uh think that people who are friends of ours from both sides of the political spectrum seemed to enjoy it took it all in stride so Hope we didn't step on anybody's feet with this one, but we enjoyed it.
1: Satire.
0: That's right. Satire.
1: (laughs) Or sarcasm. Maybe I meant sarcasm.
0: A little both.
1: And then the final picture.
0: The final picture was. uh,
1: I think that, let me describe this one because this is a picture of, of Bill. And this also was one that we used for a Christmas card, although. We only sent it to a select number of people because it's a picture of Bill and it's a recreation of a scene from the Christmas movie called National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. In this picture, Bill is dressed up like Uncle Eddie, if you're familiar with the movie. Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Sorry, Cousin Eddie. And Bill is wearing black socks, black shoes, and then it appears like nothing more than a bathrobe. And um, he looks like he has some kind of a hose that's going into the septic tank. In the movie, there's a scene where Cousin Eddie, an uninvited guest for Christmas, with his RV parked in front of um, oh, the Griswolds' home. And he's emptying his camper septic into the, the street sewer system. And so, um, at the campground, one of the things, anybody who's a manager of any kind of a campground knows one of the things that's always kind of on your mind is the septic. If it, when it's working, it's a grand thing, but sometimes they fail or get, have problems. And that is your worst nightmare. And we've had some situations at the campground here where we've had to address the the septic tanks or the septic fields, and um, so Bill just thought this this was totally appropriate for what our lives have become. <laughs> we had so much fun doing this picture, though, because <laughs> um, we were we were alone on the campgrounds, and uh, we set up the picture. But Bill was really nervous that somebody might come driving in to the campgrounds, and. He didn't want to get caught wearing nothing but a bathrobe and some black socks and shoes. So he made me park the car right next to where the camera was. So anytime we thought we heard somebody coming in, Bill would dive into the car and hide.
0: <laughs> we thought maybe people would think I'd lost my mind if they saw my outfit.
1: I think when you're dealing with the septic tank here, you do lose your mind a little bit, don't you?
0: Yeah. You can go delusional pretty quick when when you're working with a septic system. <laughs> so in the in
1: the movie version uh cousin eddie is bill looks pretty close we got pretty close to looking like cousin eddie but in the movie version he's holding up um a can of beer in the in our version bill's holding up a can of mountain dew
0: yeah we had a hard time not laughing a lot when we did this we
1: one. laughed so much doing this
0: picture we could barely we could barely do the picture um at this point in
1: time, we now have a digital camera, so we could take we can take a picture and look at the back of the camera and know if it if it was a good picture or not. And I don't know how many takes we did, but we did a few where we did a couple of adjustments to make it look closer to the iconic version. And um, but in between, we would just be laughing so hard and rolling around practically on the ground um, that I'm surprised we ever got we ever got our mission accomplished. We had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that was a fun one.
1: Actually, we've had a lot of fun with all of the pictures that we've taken of either our family pictures or just the pictures of you and I. We, you know, we like to have fun. We like to take pictures and we like to have fun and and not take ourselves too seriously. And we hope that people enjoy that. If they get to get one of our Christmas cards or if you're just viewing these on Instagram, um, we like to have some fun. We think that people should should try and do that more often, actually,
0: yeah, just don't take life too seriously,
1: sometimes you have to be serious, but when you can have fun, have fun right so uh again, thank you to Anchor Podcast for having a an open pa- podcast platform for people to use for free. Um, I think that that's that's pretty amazing it's pretty easy to use we're still figuring figuring it all out. But if we can do it, you can do it. And um, we thank you for listening to episode two. We hope you'll join us again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.